Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you today, along with Brennan Clack. This is Oilers Now. A reminder that you can text us at any time on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Jimbo has texted us to say, Bob, who determines what the cap is going to be set for each year from Jimbo? Well, what happens is the National Hockey League in concert with the NHL uh, PA workout arrangement and uh, it's basically a <laughs> I'm, try, I'm trying to think of how what's the best way to describe it but it's uh, it, it's been about a million uh, dollar increase the last couple of years um, actually you know who's better to maybe directly we're going to put them on the spot here uh, we're going to head off to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline and we are joined at this time by Kevin Weeks for Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication and solar. Kevin Weeks from the NHL Network and ESPN. Kevin, is it too simple to say, somebody was asking, all right, who comes up with the formula for what the cap's at each year? It, it, there's sort of an agreement, right, between the NHL and the NHLPA on how much money gets brought in from hockey-related revenue, and then mm-hmm. the amount gets funneled, uh, X amount gets funneled to the players, and that's how we come up with... Uh, now, there's a couple qualifiers right now, because they're working on trying to limit the amount of escrow for the players carrying forward, but it is a pretty interesting formula, isn't it? Yeah, it is a pretty interesting formula. There's so many different dynamics, as you mentioned, and, and different revenue streams, uh, some that are clearly defined as hockey-related, some that are a little bit gray, as in being, you know, could be hockey-related, can make the case that it's hockey-related revenue, and then also some that, unfortunately, are not hockey-related revenue. So uh, it is a complex formula, uh, but ultimately, when you are in a cap system, that is a partnership to an extent, and not a complete partnership, of course, but to an extent, and thereby they go through the numbers, comprehensively between the league and the NHLPA and they kind of compute them and and come out based on those projections of where the cap should be and to your point it increases by about a million uh, this year so it's it's a, a very complicated one but a necessary one to let every team know what the ceiling and floor look like for each for each and every year. And the genesis of that question came from the fact that we just had Ken Holland on, and he talked, you know, look, we, we kind of thought a couple of years ago we'd be looking at a $90 million cap by this point. Totally. Instead, instead, we're at 82.5, so we got about 15 or 16 teams that are cap-challenged, and that is limiting, in some regards, some of the traction out there. So we're going to put you on the spot here right now. What, you know, sure. what do you, you, you're, you're dug in at the league. Uh, 
we, we saw Georgiev get traded today. How about Colorado, Kevin? They don't have a first, second, third, fourth, or fifth this year. A second, third, and fourth next year, and a second, third, and uh, fifth the year after. Uh, but the, the Georgiev uh, deal to Colorado all but signifies that uh, Darcy Kemper is going to be available. He's looking for the Grubauer deal, we're told. Six years, $5.9 million. Um, the goaltending, that's part of your area of expertise. Are you a little bit surprised that Kemper ultimately didn't end up with the Colorado Avalanche? I'm, I'm surprised that Georgiev ended up there. And and the reason why I say that, I was just on the radio with Linda, the great Linda Cohn as well. And I, as I said to her, I'll say the same thing to you, Stoff. If we were forecasting for Colorado, I thought it would have been, A, Darcy Kemper if he were to resign there. And if not, let's say... A2 or A1, Marc-Andre Fleury going there, right? So now I didn't anticipate Georgiev coming or going to Colorado. And remember, I was just around their team for the last two weeks for the Stanley Cup final. I really thought that Georgiev might have gone to, say, Edmonton, (laughs) Toronto, one of these other teams, San Jose. But I never anticipated that he would be going to the Avs. So that was a shocker. I think that stunned a lot of people. And now, as you said, it all but means Darcy Kemper does not resign there because they still have Pavel Francouz and they still have cap considerations, especially for Nate McKinnon's new deal. So uh, this is exactly why the goalie go-round is so interesting. It is so interesting. And now this has kind of set things in motion. Does Darcy Kemper now, where does he land? Like, does Darcy Kemper now land... In Edmonton, I know he played for Red Deer for Brent Brent Sutter up in Red Deer in the dub. Does he does he go back to Alberta? Does he go to Toronto? Toronto, I don't think has that money for what Darcy Kemper is looking for in the marketplace. What, what about Washington? The same thing for Washington. I don't know that they have the cap dollars unless they move bodies. Can they allocate five nine to a goalie right now? I don't know that they can. I'm not saying they can't. I know they're getting a little bit of relief with the Tom Wilson injury because he had his knee reconstructed, but I'm curious, and also with Nicholas Backstrom, maybe that opens it up because Backstrom had the hip surgery again, so maybe they're getting some combined relief between Backstrom at seven, uh, and then of course, and then of course the the cap relief from from Tom Wilson as well. Five so maybe that opens it up for Washington. Five and a half. All right, we're going to give you, uh, you know, your former goaltender yourself, Kevin Weeks, for Canadian Power Pack. Uh, it's another sort of angle on this. Uh, you just said you were in Denver, Colorado, and you know that Jack Campbell's agent is based there, Kurt Overhart from KO mm-hmm. Sports. I wonder if he was whispering in somebody's ear, in Joe's ear, or in Chris McFarland, who I think we both think is going to be the next GM of the Avalanche. Uh, who's, right. be- who's better for you, Jack? Who would be a better fit for the Edmonton Oilers? Darcy, uh, Darcy Camper? Or, uh, now, if they're the same price point, who would be the better fit, Darcy Camper or Jack Campbell for you, Kevin? Oh, man. At the same price point, I here's why I would say Darcy Kemper, here's why I would say that, is because he's played more games in his NHL career, uh, and especially during his time in Arizona, became an all-star, Okay. And Jack Campbell has only played, I think, over 50 once his entire pro career, which is crazy. And it's not to say that he can't do it, but also Darcy Kemper, I look at the Western factor, and he played in the dub, and he knows what it is to play out West. You and I both know, you and I have talked about this before, not every and anybody can play out West. 
playing out west is a different deal with the travel. And if you can ride the buses in the dub, you can play anywhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm telling you that. As a guy that played in the OHL, in the AHL, and the IHL, I know what it is to ride buses. So I don't know. I would have to say Darcy Kemper. I would give him the slight edge for that reason, just in terms of games played. It's not limiting the potential of Jack Campbell to play the games, but as you and I said the other day off camera and off air, the question is, can Soupy, Jack Campbell, can he give you 50 to 53 starts with the oil right? based on the travel out west? That's the question. I'm not saying it's an impossibility. I'm just saying that's what I'd be contemplating if I was Ken Holland and the Oilers' brain trust. Can, can Jack Campbell give us 50 to 53 starts and play at the level he's capable of and play that many games out west with the rigors of playing in the Western Conference and specifically in the Pacific? Yeah, well, it's going to be intriguing to watch to see the goaltending carousel. Uh, I, I would mm-hmm. think at this stage, Edmonton, in my opinion, they have to, and Ken Holland just came on and, again, reinforced it's going to be problematic, he thinks, because of upper and lower body issues for Mike Smith to continue to play. The Oilers need a resolution and goal on this front. Evander Kane, uh, you know Dan Milstein. It's an interesting situation. He still has the outstanding grievance with San Jose. Um, yeah. and the fact that that's not resolved... I'm telling you right now, I, you know, Milstein, the, the word on the street is looking for a multi-year. We're not talking two or three years. We're talking for, you know, four or five, six years for Vander Kane. Is this a tricky one for Milstein, do you think, just because the really good competitive teams do have limited cap space and they might not be able to offer the term or the price point for Kane that maybe the agent thinks his player is worth? Yeah, I think it can be. It's a challenging one for sure because there's different factors. I think the most important factor that's been answered, uh, and it's pretty much been answered the majority of his career, but it was certainly answered in Edmonton and even San Jose at the end. But certainly in Edmonton, you know what Evander Kane brings to the table, right? Like yep. you've got Evander Kane. I saw the fit for him in Edmonton. I saw Edmonton's fit for him. I think it was a great, and I've said this on the show since he got there. And I remember breaking that he was getting traded there. I think the style of play, the good ice, Connor's tempo, Evander Cade's speed, his physicality, having him on one line, having Zach Hyman on another, I, I just really think it. I think it's a perfect fit. That's me. Now, is he gonna? Were you gonna take a little bit of a hometown discount to stay in Edmonton? You're probably gonna have to. Can you go to the marketplace and get a max dollar? from somebody else, from a potential suitor? Of course. Can you get the term? Can another one of these contending teams give you a five-year? Maybe. So let's look at Washington, right? We know that it came down to to Edmonton. It came down to Edmonton, and it certainly came down to the Caps. And two of the best players, one of the best player ever in Ovi and one of the best players soon to be ever in Connor, really had a big hand in in, in trying to recruit recruit Evander. And I got to tell you, he knocked it out of the park. So if he does make it to the market and he doesn't resign in Edmonton, it would not shock me if he goes to, um, to, to Washington. But I can tell you this, I love, and I can't reiterate this enough, I love the fit of Evander Kane as an oiler. I do. It gives him a dimension, uh, an added dimension that they have, some of in Zach Hyman, but another dimension in that he can punch somebody's lights out. And I look at Leon, I look at Connor and the skill that they have in that group. 
And I know one thing, and you know this as well as I do, one thing Gretz was able to do well when he played in Edmonton was sleep well at night. Yep. <laughs> right? And, and, and you know this because we've been talking about it on the show. Now I'm getting amped up again. You remember when we were talking about Connor not necessarily getting the calls in the playoffs two years ago? Yep. Remember that? And the year before? All right, well, that's because teams knew that they could take liberties with Connor. And it's no knock to Cass, because I don't know if Cass is going to end up staying there. It's no <laughs> knock to Cass. <laughs> right? It's no knock to Cass. But when you have a guy playing in your top six that can make you pay on the score sheet, he's going to make you pay on the four check, and he's going to he could make you pay by maybe slacking your jaw a little bit with a right with a right cross if the gloves drop. <sighs> now for Connor and Leon, those guys just go out there and play and do their thing. No liberties. Evander Kane will come in, settle things down. I like that for that team and for all the other things he brings to the table. Yeah, I, I still think the Oilers are the best fit for Evander Kane. Well, you should. I'm pick not the, limiting his marketplace. You, you should pick but the phone, th- pick up the phone and call Evander and tell him that. I just, I just think of what happened in that Calgary series. You know what? There was well, a let little me bit. Get, let me get to that. You know, let, let me get to that. Go for it. I love you doing that. Let me, let me, let me. Pardon me for jumping. I know we're on the cell. There's the one thing. Let's play a game of what if, okay? And let me preface this: all you Oilers fans. No, I have fans. I have fans. Family all throughout Alberta, not only in Calgary. I've got them in Red Deer. I got them throughout St. Albert. I got <laughs> literally, okay? But here's what I'm going to tell you since you mentioned the Battle of Alberta. What if Johnny Goudreau does not return? Say he doesn't sign with Calgary. What happens then? Does, with, does Matthew Kachuk stay or does he want to move? He's an RFA. If you're Calgary, and if Evander Kane is not signed with the Oil, hundred percent. And if and if you lose, and if for somehow you Johnny Goudreau doesn't want to resign, he's gone. Let's say, and if Kachuk, if Chucky wants out, if I'm Bradtree living, hey, I'm all over getting Evander Kane there for Calgary. And that's also part of the reason why for the Oil, not to suggest that they haven't been, but. If they can find a middle ground to get Evander Kane done, and I think it benefits him as much as it benefits the team, I still think that that's the best play for him and for the Oil. I know. I, I, I Look, I didn't always like Matthew Kachuk. I got a lot more time for him now. We know he was compromised in the series against the Oilers. He was yeah. really quiet after game one. And one of... I know... Like, we don't show... Even, even when the NHL does their video... Uh, Kevin, yeah. and they, they put out the little post-series packages. There's stuff that's edited out, okay? You right, know, right. you know there was on-ice verbiage, and it was like, I'm not fighting Luch. You know what I'm saying, Kevin? I'm yeah, not of fight- course I do. I'm not, fight- I'm not fighting Luch, but I'll tell you what, you come by me, and I'll break your face. And if you don't 100%. think that that didn't take place... Come on, that stuff happened. If we could only, it's 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 sort of like if you could do a sports show where you're talking like the way you talk at the bar, how much fun it would be. If we could actually, I mean, the stuff you must have heard over the years with some of the guys you played for when they threatened to destroy guys, you know that stuff happened. Oh my God! And 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 by the way, like especially, let, let's throw a wrinkle into this again, okay? So what are we today? July seventh, right? I'm just pulling up. Yep. 
in, in Bristol and Connecticut for ESPN to do the draft. So let's put a wrinkle in this thing. Let's look at the fact that the Battle of Alberta, because I paid attention and I got enough family members that paid too much attention to it on all sides of it. But the Battle of Alberta is going to happen three times this upcoming regular season. Okay? Right? Yep. Based on the schedule. Okay, so we just had that epic series. We had the series here in States on ESPN. And we chose that series in addition to the Rangers series. So that tells you how much everybody loves that Battle of Alberta. Okay? We're getting all the headlines here. Everybody's going crazy. So now let me tell you this. There's going to be spillover. You know there's going to be spillover come game one of the Battle of Alberta, one of the three yeah. that they'll have this year. And because it's only three, each one of them is going to be epic in and of themselves. We know that the Flames made a huge improvement under Daryl Les last year. Let's give it credit where it's due. Coach of the year and everything else, everything Daryl did with that group last year. We saw the oil go on a nice run in the postseason as well. So the balance starts shifting, and there's going to be a lot of carryover in those three regular season games. And, hey, what happens if they end up playing each other in the postseason again? 100%. And we're so blessed. So those are some of the factors that you got to be weighing right now as I look at both those teams and specifically with the oil. I mean, if I've got – if Evander Kane's in our lineup, I feel better about our group. I know Connor and Leon have space, Yamamoto and the skill guys – Nugent, those guys, Evan Bouchard, they have space to operate. They can feel comfortable. You also know that Evander Kane, until, basically until the end of the final, led the league in goals in the postseason. Connor led the league in points. I made a case for him for the Conn Smythe. Never mind. So there's a lot of little subtle storylines that are baked into this whole Battle of Alberta cake and how the oil kind of navigate this offseason as far as I'm concerned that make it all the more intriguing Kevin final one for you uh, and it's mm-hmm. a self-indulgent Oilers perspective but you put a tweet out about yes to pull Yarby. do you expect him uh, to get moved in the next 48 hours I do I think if the right deal's there he'll get moved I don't think it's I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's a bad reflection on him I think he's a much better player than people probably give him credit for in terms of being a two-way player and a complete player. I give him a lot of credit, and I give the Oilers a lot of credit for letting Jesse Pugliarvi 2.0 develop and come back from Finland. I got to say that. The Oil had a real open mind, and so too did Pugliarvi. I think his game has grown by leaps and bounds. I don't ever anticipate him to be like a high-ceiling offensive guy, but a really good, solid two-way guy. And his game has grown being in Edmonton the second time around. I expect him to be moved. I know that there are a lot of teams that are interested in his services and what he can add uh, to their top nine. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him moved in the next 48 hours. Have a great show with ESPN. Thanks for your time, Kevin. It's Brother Stoff, thanks for having me. Thanks to all the fans in Berta. Thanks so much. There you go. That is Kevin Weeks, courtesy of Canadian Power Pack. And Canadian Power Pack is Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication, and solar. We'll tell you that guests and orders now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night in the town, every meal is an occasion for Roos Chris Steakhouse. Uh, We've got uh, ongoing coverage of the 2022 NHL Draft brought to you by Scott Arthur Millwork and Cabinetry, a legacy of excellence on Oilers Radio 630. Chad, Scott Powers out of Chicago has just tweeted out 
The Chicago Blackhawks are listening to offers on Kirby Dock. The sense is it would have to include a top 15 pick to get them to really consider. The, I, 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 the guy went third overall. <laughs> I mean, I would be, the Oilers don't have a top 15 overall pick. Uh, I'm telling you, I got a lot of time for Kirby Doc. Uh, I, now, you're going to have to pay him a little bit because he's an R. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. FA perplexed by that. We'll come back. Brendan Clack will have NHL today for you when we return in Oilers now. Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. It's 12.55 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. This is Oilers Now, Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott. Brennan Clack with you as we head into NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandising specialist. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com and back to the 630 Chad Studios with NHL Today. Here's Brennan Clack. Well, Bob, it's been an exciting NHL draft day to kick off. We have a, f- a trade to announce that the New York Rangers have traded goaltender Alexander Gorgiev to the Colorado Avalanche in exchange for three draft picks, a third-round pick in 2022's NHL draft, a fifth-round pick in the draft today as well, and a 2023 third-round pick as well. Gorgiev is uh, 26 years old, has had an eight point, uh, point eight nine eight save percentage last season. He's an RFA, and what this means is that the Avalanche are likely not bringing back pending UFA Darcy Kemper, who they had had some negotiations with earlier in this offseason, but now that they have both Gorgiev and Pavel Francouz, it looks like there is no room for Kemper to return. The Pittsburgh Penguins have agreed to a six-year deal worth $36.6 million with defenseman Chris Letang. That deal takes him to his age of 41 at the end of that deal. And also kind of interesting, the Pittsburgh Penguins uh, put on Instagram this Chris Letang extension and through Evgeny Malkin's verified account, he commented on it saying, I hope I don't have to play against you, Chris Letang. Very interesting to see if wow. Evgeny Malkin ends up remaining in Pittsburgh. And also on a really cool note, the LA Kings announced the hiring of Maiden Riome to be their hockey operations and prospect advisor on Thursday. Alright, well, uh, there you go. Um... That's uh, some of the news and notes out there. We'll see what ends up transpiring with the Edmonton Oilers. A reminder, all season long, the Oilers Now Injury Report is brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. Unrivaled experience, unrivaled commitment, unrivaled results. It's this simple. James H. Brown, Jim Brown, Trent Brown, the gang at James H. Brown. They've got uh, a couple hundred years worth of experience with their law team. They're the best. They get you the best results. And uh, our update is actually pertaining specifically to Oilers goaltender, Mike Smith, Ken Holland at about 12.28 today on Oilers Now uh, talked about uh, the fact that Mike Smith has both upper and lower body challenges and is going to be very hard-pressed to play. Uh, the Oilers, it's going to be incumbent upon them to look for a goaltending solution. Uh, we'll get a resolution this weekend on Duncan Keith. I think Edmonton has to plan as though Duncan Keith will not be returning. We'll see what ends up happening with Zach Cassian. Does the organization uh, end up having to move uh, a couple picks 
a pick and a prospect a good pick? Or conversely, do they just swallow their pride and say, all right, Zach, we're bringing you back. You got to, you know, let's see how it goes here in Edmonton this year. Or is a buyout an option? Time will tell in that regard. Yes, a Pugliarvi. Could see something happen this weekend. At various different times, people have suggested to me, what about Carolina? What about New Jersey? What about uh, Seattle? What about St. Louis? Uh, hearing that St. Louis is an organization looking to move out a couple different players, changing the complexion of their squad. Uh, though I've never directly heard anything reg- regarding Philadelphia or Detroit, you know, uh, Kevin Weeks just said multiple teams looking at Yesa Poliarvi. There's a lot going on, but nothing has dropped yet. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back, we'll hook up with Louis DeBrus for GCL Diesel. It is 12.58 in Edmonton, and you're listening to Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.